Max Freed returns, and the Atlanta Braves continue their winning streak as they take down the San Diego Padres on Monday. But our question to be answered on this Taco Tuesday is, who is the Atlanta Braves' left fielder when everyone is healthy? That's what we'll discuss on this episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jacob Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any comments, questions, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Always enjoy hearing from you, the listener. Also, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up button to help support the show and thank you to all of our everydayers out there for making lockdown braves your first listen of each and every day shout out to matthew brittingham jake brown hunter stevens and doc who let me know in the comment section on our last video that they are everydayers i know there's a lot of others out there as well appreciate all the support on the podcast Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MLB60 and use MLB and use code MLB60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Make sure you go check that out. I did uh, HelloFresh a couple weeks ago. It was very beneficial for me and my family. So go ahead and give them a check and uh, use our promo code as well. That also helps support the show. On today's podcast, we'll have our Taco Tuesday segment. We're going to discuss who is the Braves left fielder when everybody is healthy. And then we're also going to get into a Monday night's game where Max Freed returned to the mound and he looked like Max Freed. And let's start right there with that. The Atlanta Braves get a two to nothing win on Monday night over the San Diego Padres. And if you had bet me a million dollars, after the first inning that the Braves wouldn't score another run in that game, I probably would have lost a million dollars because they came out of the gates swinging against Ryan Weathers. And it looked like this offense was going to put up a bunch of numbers, but that didn't happen. And it was a two run Homer from Austin Riley in the first inning. That was all the scoring in the game for either side. And thankfully that was all that was needed because Max Freed returned to the mound for the Atlanta Braves. And he was, Max Freed. I just, I love watching him pitch. I say it all the time. Braves fans are so fortunate right now for so many reasons, but you get to see both sides of pitching with the Atlanta Braves. You get to see Max Freed, who can just pinpoint accuracy, keep hitters off, off balance, get weak contact, and just be an artist out there, like a Greg Maddox, like a Tom Glavin. And then on Tuesday night, you're going to get to see Spencer Strider, who is just that pure, you know, today type of pitcher of dominance, of just throwing extremely hard and using every ounce of energy from the get-go, which I think we'll see Spencer Strider get back to more of that John Smoltz type of mold. So the Braves, again, just like in the 90s, you're kind of getting to see both those aspects of pitching. You're getting to see an artist in Max Freed, and you're getting to see that powerful, dominant type of pitcher in Spencer Strider, both 
I think are aces in my opinion and will be able to compete for Cy Young Awards for several years to come. But let's focus on Max Fried and what he looked like in his return because, again, for me, he looked spectacular. He looked like the Max Fried we saw in spring training. He liked the Max Fried we saw in a brief appearance in his first outing of the year before he had to leave where he just had everything working. Five innings, four hits, three of those were – and these are the hits that Max Free typically gives up. He gives up a lot of weak contact. He gets a lot of weak contact, and unfortunately, that leads to some weak hits. And really, three of those were pretty weak. One of those, you know, was barely a hard hit ball, but no walks in this game, which we'll talk more about that in the second. It was really hard to get a walk in this game with the strike zone. No runs allowed, four strikeouts, 79 pitches in five innings, which he had to throw over 20 pitches in the first inning. He had a little bit of trouble in that first inning. Von Grissom actually made a pretty good play to help him get out of that uh, first and third two-out jam, but really kind of settled in after that, going through a very good Padres lineup. I really wanted him to come back out for that sixth inning just because I love watching him pitch, and I thought he was in complete control, but understand not wanting to push him after not pitching for two and a half weeks. So uh, certainly, you know, understand the decision. But, man, I wanted to see more of Max Reed because he looked so good. I mentioned he had everything working. He had four called strikes on the curveball. Seemed like it was a lot more than that to me. It seemed like he was able to get that curveball over for strikes pretty much whenever he wanted to. And when he missed with that curveball, he wasn't missing over the heart of the plate. So I thought he got a really good curveball going. Fastball velocity was there, is averaging 94 miles per hour, which is where he typically is. I saw him get up to 98. It was actually the one pitch that was in the, the box that wasn't called a strike on this evening, but he dotted 98 up in a way that should have been strike three. Um, but I love what he did with the fastball to righties, especially was jamming it in to righties and they couldn't get to it. And then he he followed that up. He had a good changeup working away from righties as well. And then obviously that good curveball, like I said, he just had everything working. It was really fun to watch. I mentioned he gets weak contact. How about 78 mile per hour average exit velocity against Max Free? That is an insane average exit velocity against for a pitcher 78 miles per hour they weren't barreling up anything against max freed he only gave up one hard hit ball the entire game through those five innings and again he only had four strikeouts a lot of these balls were getting put in play a lot of his outs were on balls in play so again he looked like vintage max freed he looked like the cy young contending max freed and that is certainly great give this man his contract extension can't wait to see what Max Freed has in store the rest of the season. Mentioned Austin Riley, the two-run homer early, and that's all the offense in this game. Braves had some opportunities and just couldn't come through. They left two on in the second inning. They had a leadoff walk in the third inning. Grissom grounded into a force out. I thought Ozzy might have been safe at second base there after Machado bobbled it, but Braves had already lost their review, and then Von Grissom gets picked off, and that inning quickly goes away they had bases loaded this was the this was the one here where the Braves should have just completely you know taken this game over bases loaded no outs with Matt Olson coming up he misses a couple of fastballs really right down the middle and then strikes out on a pretty good slider running away from him and then Riley comes up first pitch ground ball to Machado for an easy double play I mean bases loaded no out for your two and three hitters and four pitches later 
you get nothing and, and the inning is over. That one right there was really killer. And I thought it was going to come back to bite the Braves. You had two on and two outs for Riley in the sixth inning. He got rung up on a call that was way out of the strike zone, but that's what I want to talk about next. And I discussed this on the postcast with Grant McCauley, which you can get on Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube or on your Locked On Braves podcast feed. You got to talk about the strike zone Monday night. And unfortunately, that's the case. But it had a huge impact, in my opinion, on this game. Now, it was consistent, maybe consistently bad, but he was consistently giving two to three inches out, out of the strike zone. And we were getting called strikes. And I think once hitters realized that, you saw a bunch of hitters start to be a little bit more aggressive, not wanting to get to two strikes. I mean, and it went both ways. I mentioned the call on Riley where a two-strike call in a big spot with runners on base, and he gets rung up on a pitch that, I mean, is two to three inches off the plate up and away. There's nothing Riley could do except maybe try to foul it off. And then there was a, a spot with uh, uh, Max Freed against Xander Bogarts, where Bogarts got a strike call and a 3-1 count on a pitch that was way inside. And then Max Freed, as the veteran does, goes right back in there on the 3-2 pitch and forces Bogarts to swing at it and miss for the strikeout. So the, the strike zone had a huge impact on this game and why I think there were just weren't a lot of runs scored. Uh, the Braves somehow got four walks in this game. Uh, Braves pitchers only allowed one, but the strike zone was very big, and I think it led to a lot of outs. I thought it led to a lot of hitters being overly aggressive. Now, the bullpen had to cover a lot of innings because Mac Freed only went five with you know them not wanting to push him. Dylan Lee was great. He got through the top of the order in the sixth inning very easily. Jesse Chavez, I don't know how he does it, but he did it. First and second, one out with Machado up. Machado hits the hardest hit ball of the game, for the Padres, but thankfully it goes right to Ozzy Albies for an easy inning-ending double play. And you saw Jesse Chavez just smiling as he walked off the mound, knowing he got away with one there. But he gets through it. A.J. Minter comes in, closes the door, and it's another win. Seven wins in a row for the Atlanta Braves, who continue to have the best record in the National League. So, again, on kind of a weird night, with the strike zone, I think, dictating a lot of that game and the outcome, the Braves get some runs early, get some great pitching, and continue their winning streak. All right, next, we'll turn our attention to left field for our Taco Tuesday segment. I asked a lot of you, who should be the starting left fielder for the Atlanta Braves when fully healthy? We'll answer that next. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across 30 MLB teams. Talked about them on here before. You see them all over the place. This is a really fun and engaging fantasy game, especially you like cards, you want to compete against other people with those cards, collect them. This is a great game for you. I've been doing it for a while and it's a lot of fun i got a luis robert card this past week that i'm really excited to use they go through three or four day cycles so usually two cycles a week where you use your cards compete against other players and try to win 
really great prizes as, as the level and competition goes up. You can win scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. And again, prizes may vary depending on the level of competition. But head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free players, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. All right, this will be my last podcast for a little while. We're going on vacation, going to the most magical place on Earth, we're going to Disney World, so pray for us uh, heavily here. But I uh, will be out for the next week, so I apologize for that. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta, as Grant will have some solo postcasts coming up for you. I will have one more uh, on Tuesday night. I'll cover that game on the postcast, and then I'll be off for an entire week. So again, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta to get those postcasts with Grant McCauley, and then we'll be back a week from now. We'll have a lot to catch up on. I hate him and I miss that Houston Astros series, but I didn't schedule this vacation, but it should be a lot of fun. So I appreciate all your support. Hopefully uh, you'll all still be here next week when I get back. But this is our Taco Tuesday segment, and today we're going to talk about the left field position because here we are you know, almost three weeks into the season now, and I still don't think the Braves have a left fielder. And especially when healthy, my question was that I asked on Twitter, who should be the left fielder for the Atlanta Braves when fully healthy? When Michael Harris returns, it's likely Eli White gets sent back down. And I do think Michael Harris returns this weekend in Houston as long as his batting practice goes okay early this week. It looks like he could return in Houston unless he needs a rehab assignment, which I don't think that he will. But I know a lot of you asked me in the comment section on yesterday's video when I think Michael Harris returns, and I think it will be this weekend. But when he comes back, Eli White is probably the one that is sent back down. So that leaves your left field options as Eddie Rosario, Sam Hilliard, Kevin Pillar, and Marcel Ozuna. Hilliard's played the best so far, in my opinion, a 976 OPS in 10 games. He has an 18.8% walk rate, which is great but he has an absurdly bad 43.8% strikeout rate. Um, but I also really like having him out there defensively. He's been able to play some center field with Michael Harris out. I really just think it makes the outfield more athletic when you have Hilliard out there, especially if you have Harris in center and Acuna right. I think that's an outstanding defensive setup. So Hilliard's probably my choice. Eddie and Ozuna just don't need to be in the outfield if you can help it at all. Now, Eddie... I think has been okay out there defensively. I think he's looked fine and he has a pretty solid arm. I, I honestly don't care to see Ozuna in the outfield again. You know, my feelings on Ozuna overall, I, I think he has to earn playing time at this point, you know, pick your spots, whatever, see if you can get him going. But in my mind, there are other guys on this roster who are deserving of those at bats over Ozuna who had some pretty good swings on Monday night, but, Again, uh, until he really gets going and proves to you that he can be a consistently good hitter, part of this lineup, uh, I think you got to give some other guys opportunities. I don't really like Kevin Pilar, though, as an everyday player. I mean, he's fine as a spot starter, pinch runner, defensive replacement, essentially what Guillermo Heredia has been doing the last couple of years, but he's not, he's not a solution for me 
in left field. And I know he's somewhat being used as a platoon option. I don't really see that either. I'm sorry. I don't know if you love Kevin Pilar. You know, no offense to him. He's had a great career. But at this point, I just don't see him as a real option out there. To me, it comes down to either Rosario and Hilliard, both lefties, so you can't platoon them. Of the options for me, I think it's Sam Hilliard. And just because of that defensive versatility that he has, if you're not going to get much production offensively out of that spot, then at least put somebody out there that's going to help you win games defensively. So in my mind, when Michael Harris is back, I think the easy choice is to have Sam Hilliard out there pretty much every day, especially when there's a righty on the mound, which the Braves continue to face lefty starters. It seems like half of their game so far have been against lefties. But I think it's... I think it's Hilliard in left field and then Rosario at DH when Michael Harris comes back. I, I was really bummed, and it seems kind of crazy to be upset about the Braves losing Jordan Luplo, but I was really bummed when the Braves lost Luplo because I thought he would be a perfect platoon partner with Sam Hilliard as Luplo has crushed lefties in his career. But unfortunately, the Braves lost him earlier this season through waivers. And so now I don't know who that right-handed platoon partner is. Again, I don't, I don't think Pilar's necessarily the answer there. That might be what it is, but I, I, don't, I don't see him as a, you know, an upside platoon-type player, um, you know, not somebody that just mashes left-handed pitching at this point. Now what about Vaughn Grissom? Because a lot of you asked about this on Twitter as well, and I was going to mention it. At the bat, really – plays do the Braves look to try Grissom in left field once Arcia returns because again we're talking when the team's fully healthy who's the left fielder not this year in my opinion or at least not now he needs all the reps at shortstop that he can get you've seen it he had his struggles his first game up still looks a little iffy out there at times uh, he needs all the reps that he can get at shortstop to prove or to at least you know answer the question can he be a long-term solution at shortstop so in my mind you give him all this year he's still just 22 years old for to determine that to see what his future is and if you know it's not looking like that's going to be the case or maybe rc just continues to play this well and he is the shortstop going forward i do think you have to find a way to get grissom's bat in there and i think grissom being in the lineup is the braves best lineup whether you work him in as a you know utility player play him in left field play him at short second some put, put in the dh spot whatever the case may be i think the bat of grissom will play and i think the braves best lineup is with him in there but i don't think at least now he is a solution in left field i think that's a next year possibility trade options really too early for that and i don't think they make a big splash this year like like a brian reynolds but we'll have to see once we get closer to the trade deadline I do not anticipate them making any type of big trade now in order to make an upgrade out there in left field. At, at, at most, I think right now, maybe they go out and try to find another right-handed platoon bat um, to replace the loss of Luplo. But again, even that, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Alex Antablis has done a fantastic job at trade deadlines in the past, finding those veteran bats who could potentially be you know, good clubhouse guys, especially, but also perhaps have a little bit more in the tank. Some thoughts from Twitter when I asked this question. Megan Jones says Pilar with Rosario DHing. Courtney Jones, don't know if they're related, said Hilliard against left-handed pitchers and to be determined against right-handed pitchers. Um, 
I think she meant that the other way around. Hilliard versus right-handed pitchers and to be determined against left-handed pitchers, but not Marcel, Courtney says. Uh, Michael Brown, I think I'd go with Eddie, but Hilliard has played well so far. Robert Mosley says they don't have an everyday guy. It's a legit platoon situation, which is probably the correct answer. John Seeley says Hilliard versus right-handed pitchers and Eddie with Eddie DH, um, Pilar versus lefties with Travis Darno or Murphy at DH. And I think that's a pretty good answer as well. Um, and Joanna said, Joanna, Jared, and Agon all said Hilliard. So a lot of you kind of with me thinking that Hilliard's probably the option out there, again, especially against right-handed pitchers. But going back to Robert's point, the Braves don't have an everyday guy right now, in my opinion, um, until one of these guys – gets everyday reps and one of them gets hot and really takes off, which we haven't seen yet. And nobody's really gotten that opportunity yet. Cause like I said, we faced a lot of lefties starters early in this season. I don't think the Braves have an everyday option in left field at this moment. So again, I think it is a platoon situation going forward when everybody's healthy. I think Sam Hilliard should get the majority of those starts in left field. Cause like I said, if none of these guys are really going to hit at least put your best defender out there and so in my mind, that's Sam Hilliard. So we'll see what happens once Harris returns again, hopefully this weekend. But again, we're almost three weeks into the season, still pretty early. But the left field job is still, in my opinion, very much up for grabs. All right, next, we'll turn our attention to game two of this Padres series, where again, we'll have Spencer Strider on the mound going up against a, another familiar foe and Ian, Ian uh, and Blake Snell. We'll talk about that next. All right, it'll be the Braves and Padres in game two on Tuesday night. As I mentioned, it'll be Spencer Strider on the mound going up against Blake Snell. And I talked about this on the pod, on the postcast yesterday, but something really interesting from Spencer Strider in his last, after his last game, he talked about the fact that, you know, he tried to dial it back a little bit. And you've seen his velocity down. And he said he did that in an effort to try to work deeper into games, which I honestly thought at the time was a smart thing if you can do that. But to his point, that's not who he is. And he thinks that's kind of, he thinks that's held him back a little bit. And he talked about wanting to get back to where he was before, what he was doing last year, where it was just full bore right out of the gate. And so if we get that Spencer Strider back, you know, he's been pretty dominant already. Uh, he's had nine strikeouts in his first, each of his first three games. But you know, if he gets back to being that you know aggressive starting pitcher right out of the gate, pumping 98, 99 consistently, we'll see what that what that does. Again, he's been very good, but he hasn't been as efficient. And I think he was hoping by dialing it back a little bit, saving 98, 99 for when he needs it, that would help him be more efficient. Hasn't been the case through the first three starts. So again, I'm very curious to see what Spencer Strider looks like this time out. As for the Braves facing another lefty starter in Blake Snell, who, as you know, has had a very good career. The Braves just saw him not long ago, though, but want to see the offense get after it. A little bit of a quiet night on Monday. Again, I think a lot of that had to do with the strike zone for both sides, but hopefully the offense can get get out there, put up some big runs. Spencer Strider have a great start. Want to see him get through at least six innings and kind of help out that bullpen. And Braves continue their winning streak 
obviously. Again, this will be it for me on the podcast for a week. We'll be back next Wednesday with another podcast. So until then, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta where you'll get the postcast with Grant McCauley while I am out. But thank you so much for making Locked On Braves your first listen of every day. Again, thank you to all our everydayers out there. If you are one, make sure you let me know in the comment section below. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. You can follow me at ShortstopBall. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.